2: Log
3: Log Log Radio. This thing right here, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From radio. To Welcome to RSG uh, One mic, We had another week in this podcast, and uh, you know, even before the show, we had a lot of energy on it. So I'm expecting us to have a great show uh, uh, today. Uh, always go to RealSportsGuys.com uh, if you want to check out uh, what's going on. Uh, I personally just dropped a new podcast called The Delivery. You can catch it on Spotify and other platforms. Uh, just continuing the RSG movement. Uh, it was a gift to myself for my birthday. Uh, I just wanted to do something to kind of bring a different perspective to continue to sprawl what we're doing here in the RSG. Um, you know, we got a boxing moment here with my man Darnell, who you'll meet in a minute. Uh, we got inside the park with Hammer and Hank that's going there. We got Hustle and Flow with Sekou uh, and Marcus. Uh, we got the big show with myself, Marcus, and Phil. Uh, we got a whole, we got a lot going on, on on RSG, and it's just it's just good to see it flowing. Um, and we got another show uh, that we're going to hit some really good stuff here. But before I get into the to the open mic and uh, cipher, you know I got to bring my I got to bring my co-host into the building. Uh, what's up, Big Bank? Big Bank Hank. What's up, man?
2: Hey, not much, man. It's always good to see you, fellas, and uh, have another opportunity to just be able to converse and fellowship. And talk to you all about things and to kind of get stuff off your chest, you know. But just to see the brothers sitting up here and just being able to to be with you guys, it's
3: is a pleasure. You know, so so all good. Good to see you. Good to see you. We got our man from shy Towns Finest up in here. Yeah, what's up, Hammer? How you doing, Carl Hampton.
0: I'm doing well, brothers, and um, good to be back. I had to, had a commitment last week, but um, ready to. Uh, yeah, have a great time with the brothers yeah all right and then we got our man the young
3: and, you know he sounds like he they started some football here my man <laughs> darnell kirkland jr man,
1: what's up how you doing man I'm just about to get into it man um uh, christmas is coming early like to be honest with you man i uh i'm in a good mood now oh i just can't wait to to get back to it
3: and you're going to be obviously y'all coaching and you know so much of the conversation has been about uh, professional leagues and even college leagues. And I think we almost forgot about youth sports, high school sports, um, obviously the game of football. Um, what are some of the, the things that y'all have to adjust here? And, you know, as you're dealing with this kind of new situation with the COVID-19 and, uh, you know, what, what has that done to change things for you guys in terms of football?
1: Well, for right now, you got to realize, um, of course, in taking safety precautions, there's going to be a lot of, um, a lot of kind of protocols and stuff that we're gonna have to adhere to at this time before before, you know they get relaxed um they they envision like in the future um things should be relaxed and they have to because we're playing football and uh if you if um and if you um are worried about being six feet away from people you can't really play football you know the huddle is not six feet you know what i'm saying but um i'm just gonna read you off a couple things um so no more than 100 people in a workout which is pretty much obvious but um maintain six feet of social distance at all times no physical t- contact no hugs high fives fist, fist bumps um, are not allowed face coverings all coaches are encouraged to wear a mask during workouts athletes are permitted to wear a mask but will be monitored closely during high in- uh, intensity activity but um pretty much um you can wear a mask as like one of the players, but you can't tell them to take it off, obviously, because you know, um, for safety reasons. But you know, when you when you're you running hard and we're we're going to be doing conditioning, so like you might not want to wear wear a mask while you're running three fifties because you're going to be tired, you're going to be hard to breathe. <laughs> so <laughs> you already know how that goes. But one thing I want to dig into was the equipment. Like, no, um, all routes have to be on air, right? So we could um. So as skilled players, you can throw the ball. You can have passing sessions, stuff like that. But no defense, just routes on there. And But as far as alignment lineman point of view, we're not allowed to use uh, equipment like, you know, blocking sleds, um, hand shields, stuff like that. But So pretty much what we're going to have to do, we're going to do like um, irregular agilities, you know, footwork technique, work on the stats and start, you know, the fundamentals of the game. Just non-contact pretty much.
3: So did they send flags along with that? With those recommendations, did they send y'all a whole <laughs> bunch of flags
1: uh, uh, <laughs> <along with that? laughs> You know, I didn't huh? even get to the I didn't even get to the wildest part about this. What's no the bathroom. Wildest part no what <laughs> they said? Nope. Uh, like um, they're taking the quarter potty. so you can't. Um, so pretty much, just you. When go, if if any of my kids listen to this, use the bathroom before you come to practice. Don't be over here talking oh about. Bed. I got to go number two. I can't imagine that. Wow,
3: wow, well, y'all got some challenges up for y'all. You know, the thing about it, coaches are creative. Y'all got some challenges, man. I saw that Under Armour came up with a mask they're trying to have for athletes um, to be able to breathe. And I know they're working on a couple of masks. I I know a number of these, they're going to figure out, given that this is going to be a new space. I can imagine, you know, you see some of those workout masks where, people have like the mask on and they're working like the, on the training yeah
1: the altitude mask when they got the, uh, the altitude uh, mask they yeah. might
3: a, a, adjust that uh yeah. so that it makes it easier uh for but you know it's innovation is going to come out of this but i already see undone are trying to work on something yeah. as well well uk ke- hey, man you keep us posted on what's going oh, on oh yeah the, uh, one
1: thing i didn't mention we're going to we are going to be doing the um the screenings like yes we're doing screenings we will we will um uh, have temperature, temperature checks for everybody coming in so we can make sure we can get a handle on, you know, make sure people aren't coming in there that are already sick. You know what I'm saying? So just to make it a little bit safe. And, and,
3: and these protocols are just right now for the like training camp and kind of getting right. ready at some point. Obviously, you're gonna have to put pads on and hit people because oh, y'all right. can't have a season. So, but this is like trying to get everybody initially into training and getting ready given that you know, y- y'all have had so much limited opportunity to connect with these young folks yeah, up yeah. until this point. Okay. Wow. 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 All right. Well, we'll keep. We'll get. We'll keep up on what's going on on the ground. You are. You are our face on the ground uh, with the high school coaching. You know, you practice physical distancing as well. Uh, make sure you have your mask on uh, uh, until we until we get to all clear with this. Uh, I look forward to hearing and seeing how the season goes with the young men that you're working with. All right, we're going to open mic. And, and, and most recently, our open mic has really been themed around power to the people. You know, the movement's happening, so we just always wanna make sure we check in on it. And uh, the NFL, Nike, Twitter, everybody's made some pledges of money uh, to initiatives that support the black community. You know, corporate folks are coming out their bag, you know, uh, in these tough economic times, they, they're they saying uh, a lot uh, around what they, they plan on investing in um, and as part of this, uh, uh, response you know even though we had another terrible death of uh of, of another individual in atlanta murder you know, murder, murder,
0: murder murder
1: murder
3: murder i i i i i will let i'll let it go right there and so we got this backdrop happening but we have these corporate structures uh invested and in it, it kind of got me thinking you know that uh i was hearing charlamagne God talk a little bit about this you know that you know policy over pandering you know and you know you know we have statements we have money, but do we have real movement? You are in court, you see in corporate America rally around a little bit. And I want to make sure I get space for everybody. Um, uh, I'll start with you, Hammer. Then give me a quick response, and I'm a pivot. Um, you know, what's been your initial response to the way in which the corporate America has kind of pivoted to find ways or demonstrate their ways of support?
0: It's not authentic. Um, I mean, they're just they're just bandwagons. That's all they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, They're not, I mean, if they, the money needs to be given to ways that change public policy and deal with the institutions that foster institutional racism that's been going on for 400 years. And you're not going to change this, change uh, 400 years of racism with 20 days of marching, with all due respect. Uh, So the bottom line is that uh, but yeah, George, my MJ gave some money and things like that. Um, yeah, it's just giant. Come lady. everyone's trying to protect their brand uh, right now because um, they want to look woke. So I'm not impressed. And people who, you know, are naive enough to think that this is this has just come about uh, the George Floyd's. I mean, we only know about George Floyd because there was a there was a, a, a self. Yeah. they've been playing George Floyd's who. Died of something else, or uh, you probably heard of a brother in Pondale was hanging from a tree. Uh, they said it was suicide. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I'm not impressed at all with NFL. It's reactionary instead of being proactive, and that's the problem with this country, from top to bottom, is we only react. We don't. We we're not proactive. We're not innovative. We're not strategic, and so therefore. You know, I'm not talking about we as Black people, because, um, you know, again, we as Black people have been systematically um, undermined for 400 years. I'm talking about the powers that be that could change things or not. And some millions of dollars into social justice initiatives that show Anquan Bolden trying to do something, you know, great in the hood, not impressed with all due respect. So, I mean, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm skeptical. I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine today, and uh, a, a white woman, just blunt, um, who has a black child. And she was talking about all the great things I'm just like, yeah. But has something changed as far as systematically in the past 20 days? And it was crickets. Mic
3: drop. There you, you go. Was, uh, because- All right, Hank. Uh, yeah. Let me get sorry. Hank in here. Let me get Hank in here. Uh, Hank. Uh, Talk to me. What do you think? I mean, Hammer's uh, making some really good points here. Uh, I amplify what everything you
2: think? he's saying. I, I amplify everything he's saying. It's window dressing. Okay, you have to understand that unless you got some real staunch policy changes, and then not just policy changes, but policy enforcement. Okay, you, we we always talk about we want to we want to have this. We want to defund the police. We're going to. Okay, but who's going to, who's going to uh, enforce these new policy changes? You know, are they going to find loopholes to keep doing what they've been doing? You know, it's not lost on me either that George Floyd had three beautiful, beautiful uh, um, uh, uh, funeral funeral services, memorial services, beautiful. But he couldn't, he's not even in the ground good. And another brother dies the same way. Another brother gets killed at, at, at Wendy's. You got stuff that's still going on. So what that say? That says that ain't nothing really changed. So if, all you want to do, if you want to detract by pulling down, um, uh, racist uh, statues of, of Confederate officers. If you want to start saying we're going to ban the Confederate flag and all these different things, and oh, by the way, we was wrong not to kneel, and from now on, we're going to kneel at the national anthem. Um, all that stuff is window dressing. Because what it does is it takes your eyes off, it takes your focus off of what really needs to be done. Those policy changes, policy enforcement. Who's going to have the balls to enforce policy changes, you know, to bring them up and then to bring them through? All right, and you're absolutely right. Uh, hammer said it. we've been we've been protesting but you go back into the 60s you were protesting you go back into the 50s they were protesting okay and guess what the same people who they were they they want to now try to laud as uh people who did these things you want uh, you want to give them all the credit the martin luther kings the medgar evers the uh, malcolm x's you killed them too you killed them too so see my thing is i don't want to hear none of the foolishness you know I, actions speaks louder than words and These actions that they're doing as protests has always been done, but see, no protest has been done, has ever been good enough. You know, Rosa Parks sat at the bus, you didn't like that. You had the Alabama boycott, they didn't like that. You had, um, you, you, you had Colin Kaepernick kneeling, you didn't like that, neither. Okay, you got Black Lives Matter, you don't like that. But when brothers are steady getting shot and
3: killed, it's quiet, so it's all window dressing to me. Young, and I'm darn, I'm gonna let you bring it home. I mean, you're you're a, a generation that consumes. A lot of this stuff is developed around a lot of where they project your consumer behavior is going to go. You know, a lot of these folks are responding to your generation of folks. You know, how do you, how do you see this? Do you see this as a small step forward? What do you see?
1: Well, I can see both sides. Well, there is a, um let me put it this way, there is a storm that's out there uh like a storm outrage a storm with the with the um protests the riots and burning this burning that and um a lot of people are are trying to save face you know um trying to quickly change their positions to avoid the storm to avoid to avoid like the the bad press that's gonna um be on them if they don't stand up so i agree with with um Hammer and with hank talking about um A lot of these guys are really just you know they're 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 putting on a front to um to protect themselves but some of these some of these things they do i believe they they it is small progress it's not real progress like the confederate statues they shouldn't be there like um confederate flag like all these slave owners that have um Statues and stuff out there—they should not be celebrated. Um, their statue should come down. I mean, I do agree with that. But at the same time, uh, we do need solid policy changes. So the police should police their own areas, right? Maybe we should not have on police officers coming from uh, 20 minutes out of town or something like that—20, 30 minutes out of town—coming into a, a, a police department and policing people that they don't know. And um, we do need solid policy change. And we and what we do we do not need is um, Nancy Pelosi and them kneeling down and Kente Koff looking like, do you remember
0: the time? No. <laughs> Nancy trying to get that vote, yo. Nancy trying to get that vote. Oh. Oh, wait, a minute, oh, wait, a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, just
2: saying on the show. All right, <laughs> y'all y'all missed the whole point. Forget the noise. Youngin' just cut a tune on the show. Y'all need to mark this right here, right now. I knew he could play instrument. But I didn't know you had pipes, bruh. Bring it on home. Bring it on home, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> wow, I'm about to go into a place,
3: <laughs> That That might have been the moment of, uh, for, for us for a long time. Darnell brought that one home. He hey, brought dude. that at home. And it, 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 it's the setup for the Cypher, because I think um, you know, our site or I'm always, you know, change is going to come. And, you know, we saw several different things happening in different ways, uh, over the past week. Um, you know, you see, uh, uh, LeBron beginning to organize, uh, on, uh, trying to address voter suppression and voter rights. Um, you have NASCAR, which we mentioned, um, banning the Confederate flag. Um, you have even Kyrie lead whatever revolution he think he's gonna lead because the world is flat. He leading he lead a revolution against something with the NFL. I'm still trying to figure out his point, but he's still leading it. Uh, you got Kyrie doing what he's doing uh, as well uh, uh, in, in terms of the issues that he's trying to bring. Everybody's trying to find their lane. You got well, Kyrie's Clemson. a different cat. That's we, we, We'll that's get, we'll get to good. Kyrie. You got Clemson renames uh, the Honors College. This is something that was named after a former vice president, uh, Calhoun, uh, who was a slave owner. Uh, they named that. You hear the Texas uh, athletes are going out for big changes. And I actually know the faculty members who are probably working with them over there at Texas because I've been down there at UT Austin. Um, they've been doing some things on the ground, but they put some big changes down there uh, as well lot going on when we think about um just people trying to find a way to make change whether it's uh on their campus whether it's in their sport whether it's in their community and um whether it's national uh uh, types of platforms people are trying to push um and you know hank says something interesting because you hear people talk about policy but then he's also talking about policy enforcement which is a whole other piece like you can change things but then you have to enforce it you know, one of the things that Bubba Wallace or someone was talking about, even with the Confederate flags, people are like, well, are they really gonna enforce that? And NASCAR has enforced a whole bunch of stuff effectively where they um, basically uh, flying over infields and uh, if they see some things that they don't like, point them out. I mean, they, they've been pretty big on, but the enforcement part is key. One thing to say, you're gonna have a policy, another enforcement, I think. So you've added a layer in there. But maybe I want each of you maybe to talk about maybe, um, you know, one thing you think athletes, wherever they are, can can do effectively uh, around uh, policies. Uh, uh, Hank, why don't we start with you? Then I'll, I'll go to Darnell, and then we'll, we'll go to Ham. Uh, well, here's the thing. I think that athletes and
2: entertainers uh, need to really, when we start talking about policy enforcement, I think they need to band together a little bit better than what they did and what they've been doing. I look at what happened with Colin Kaepernick and what happened to Colin Kaepernick to me is inexcusable because they knew what his issue was. Okay. We've talked about it on this show at nausea. We knew what his issue Mm -hmm. was, but everybody was too worried about their own pocketbook to say, you know what? We're going to take a stand because this could be my brother. This could be my sister getting killed in her own home. Okay, and then nobody did anything because it did not affect them. There's the, let, let, let's keep things in perspective here. The reason why the George Floyd issue became a big issue is because people were able to witness it. Why? Because people were sheltered in place in a lot of places. And when they decided to came out, white people, black people, everybody saw this injustice that they hadn't seen before. And then it started to steamroll after that. So you start asking athletes what can y'all do so now all of a sudden how long has it been since Colin Kaepernick has been blackballed two years three years now, now four all of years. A sudden four years so now all of a sudden you have got people say, oh yeah now 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 I'm going to I'm going to kneel but they didn't do that until the commissioner came out and said it was wrong okay the commissioner came out and said it was wrong to stop that protest so see I, they're, like this like I said it's still disingenuous. Okay, so if you're asking me, what can they do? They need to be genuine in whatever it is that they're, they're, they're going to do. They need to be real about it. And I just don't think that they're going to allow their pocketbooks to allow them to be that real. They saw what happened to Colin Kaepernick. They saw that anybody that takes a stand out there try to be a trailblazer. And I guess that's what I'm asking to do. Can y'all be trailblazers? If y'all can't be trailblazers, then, then shut up. Because being a trailblazer is going to cost you something. And see, you start talking, as long as it's safe, for a lot of these athletes and entertainers, they go ahead and do what they do. They, they're not going to go out there by themselves. Colin did. God bless him. He stood out there by himself. But the rest of these guys are not going to do that. They, but then they need to get together and they need to caucus, okay? And now they got to have the balls enough to caucus and say, okay, we're going to go as a group, athletes united, entertainers united, and we're going to stay with this thing, and we're going to explain what it is we're fighting for all the time. We're going to keep it in your face. And you can't be out there trying to do, if, if, if you're going to do it that way, that's, if you're going to do it, that's the way you're going to have to do it. Otherwise, just shut up. Because if you if you don't, if you got just as many people falling on the, I don't want to kneel because I, I, I'm i a patriot. It ain't got nothing to do with patriotism. We're talking about the flag, okay, versus people. Talking, no, we're talking about police brutality. You got to come down on the same side, okay? I like what they did with, with Drew Brees. They all said, you're wrong. You're wrong. And that has to happen all the time. But, how, but this is 2020, folks. It's taken this long to get to this point. And we still ain't even close. We haven't even scratched the
3: surface. So that's where we're, that's where I'm at with it. So, I mean, when I'm looking at what you're saying, I mean, I think one of the challenges really quick, and I'll move to Darnell, is that I always said that when Colin Neal, if they really want to make an issue of it, all the black players in the league they, they that, to right. play on Sunday. That's right. Like, just don't show up. Exactly. Like that, They're not gonna give up their money, everybody. but we're they were not gonna, they, them, right? they that, wasn't that, gonna that. hurt their
2: own purpose. They were not gonna hurt their own. Their, but, but, their
3: own but that's party. real. That's real change. That's, exactly. that's if you're going down, you down. That's real change, right? Exactly. Now um, see,
2: here's the thing, too, yeah. Darnell, D- D- Devon. Let me say this. Let me say this. You got a players' union, okay? And see, if you just got a regular workers' union, okay, the UAW or somewhere like that, everything goes for every other member. Now, I know that's different in professional sports because they've got individual contracts. But, see, you could go to your union and say, we need protections, but we're going to protect this brother and his rights because his rights is my rights, you see? Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that. That's why this is so you. That's what frustrates me about this. They have a platform that they, could protect, that they could use if they chose to unite and they chose not to because it's all
3: about me. There you go. All right, Darnell. Uh, if there's one thing or one thing you think folks can do, um as athletes, um, what are some of those things that you think they can do to push the causes or something you've well, think, seen that could be could be expanded?
1: I think as far as athletes go, um they have two there's two directions they can go with it. Right. They get – um as we know they have platforms. They have, a lot of these guys have millions and millions of people that follow them, that look up to them and stuff like that, right? So they can either um, decide to play and um, use their platform on the field of play to make a stand. You know, they can use the interviews. They can use that kind of stuff to apply pressure to um, bring about change as far as um, – and um, they, they can apply pressure as far as keeping everything, the cause, in the forefront, right? And on the other hand, they could do what Kyrie is saying. They could um, say that, okay, you guys want basketball as a distraction, right? So, But this is not a time for a distraction. We do not need to be distracted. So what they can say is they can put pressure in a financial sense. They can put, a, they can put pressure in a um, sense of like, okay, until the needs that we want, until our agenda is met, we will not come back. And they can, they can go about it that way as well. So I think it's twofold. Um, and... I think we got to be centralized. They got to be centralized, but um, there's two ways they can go with it. All
3: right, uh, that, those are really good points. I love, I love the, I love the direction you you're putting out there. Uh, Hammer, the, our policy guy on on, yeah. on the group. Um,
0: athletes, student union. That's what they need. Um, athletes need to be considered as student workers, um, not as this this craziness as far as amateur athletes. All this mess. So. And then um, it's power in numbers. If you have all these uh, athletes that come together in a union, um, they'll be able to put pressure as far as getting rid of some of these crazy NCAA rules where you can't have cream cheese with bagels and um, punishing uh, Chase Young for bringing his girlfriend to a football game. I mean, these these are ridiculous. Um, Other students can do whatever all the things they want to do. Um, and because of this, uh, the phoniest, as far as we're trying to protect integrity of the sport, I mean, let's get real. We know, again, not to catch or on anybody, we know that the game's not clean. Come on. Um, and if, if the Zion case gets litigated uh, for a long time, which I doubt and they're going to sell it for a lot of reasons, we're going to see, the, we already saw with the scandal with the, her person and uh, the brother Christian Dawkins. We know the game is is, is not real. Stop playing games with these young men and give them their proper value. And the way you do that is you unionize, you come together, and you build power in numbers. But until you want to be your own self and be your own brand, they're going to pick you apart. And they're going to, again, put you against your your other brother. because you have to be Zion, but you know, if you blow your knee out, you might be ion. They don't care about you anymore. So uh, I mean that's that's the bottom line is that brothers need to understand their power and power in numbers and also get the proper protocols for COVID. You know, you saw this week where Houston shut down. University of Houston shut down because of uh, this is a serious thing, this disease, and again, everyone tries to uh, I say this this um, this virus to you know the elderly and no it, young children, we all know about this virus. That's, we we learn new things about this deadly virus every day. We know one thing about this virus, this virus is coming after you. And so there needs to be protections and I'm glad Brother Darnell set it up as far as talking about what they're doing on high school level. What are they doing on the on the college level? I, mean, I wanna hear the protocols they're doing on the college level, especially dealing with young black men who you sadly have histories of, of uh, medical problems, uh, the, their genetics problems as far as uh, pre-existing conditions. So um, that's my two cents.
3: Yeah, and, and I'll, I think these are all really good points uh, that y'all put out. And I, you know, I'll close this um, segment before we, we go to drop the mic uh, with Hank with saying that y'all made some really good points. And I think there are two areas, at least, I think that at all levels, um athletes can do and this, this fits in something that hammer uh we've been texting back and forth on given what lebron is i think over the 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 next few months that there could be a coalition of athletes from high school or voting level even high school though, with their parents uh all the way through uh around organizing around voting um addressing issues around voting and voting suppression that athletes can play a, a critical role the second thing is that i think Uh, uh, They need to take what Jim Brown did with the kind of economic summit that he did uh, in Cleveland and and create a national summit uh, where athletes are, and there's been a number of if you look at uh, Black Lives Matter platform, there's some economic strategies that people put up. There's many different strategies out here. Hammer knows it's someone who's been involved. There's a lot of strategies out there. What we haven't had is a coalition to execute uh, some of these strategies. But I think with the power that some of these athletes have across many sports, and, and it's a multicultural coalition of athletes who look around here, but a true economic summit uh, that could then be leveraged with what I think the NBA coaches are trying to do with uh, impacting some of their cities, uh, where all these cities, where all these teams, particularly major sports, uh, really start to implement some of those strategies um, uh, locally, but having some type of way and strategies in which folks uh, would create, which it will be the platform that will be part of the political platform. I think uh, more ne- more now than ever that we have the ability uh, to create that space, um, not just with athletes, but I think entertainers. Um, I know uh, Paul has had the Revolt Conference, we've had a lot of platforms, so folks know how to organize these things, uh, the summit. Uh, but uh, I think to be able to organize and have a clear agenda that can be pushed out, but the first thing is around voting. I think that all of these athletes uh, can play an important role in galvanizing uh, our vote at all levels uh, here in November. So I think there's a lot of great ideas here. I think y'all have shared some things that, uh, you know, our, our, our goal here is just to kind of tease people's minds and we can kind of push some things out. Uh, we're gonna continue this conversation uh, because, you know, change is gonna come. We, 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 we are, I think we got a point in pushing the vote. We got to push the right levers. Um, and it's got to be, you know, policy over pandering. We got to have action, and, and people need to be judged by their deeds, uh, not what they say. Um, and that's across all political spectrums. Are you, you know, uh, when I hear things like uh, from NASCAR people like "Blue Lives Matter," that tells me what side you're on. Because it's not about blue lives not mattering. That's that's never been in question. <laughs> that's never been in question from policy, from resources, from resources and money. That's never been in question. You know, when you look at how much money is going into each of these agencies, that's never been in question. Uh, So that has never been an issue for a lot of us. But when we hear that, that means that that's a a counter dialogue that people are pushing out there to get away from the true issues. And so, um, yeah, I hope that uh, we keep pushing. Uh, We're going to push our friends who are athletes out there to keep doing it, all of us who have a role in this. Uh, We look forward to continue to dive into these issues with y'all. And I'll leave it over to my brother to drop the mic My man. Thank you, D. Now what I want to do is I want to lighten the mood a little
2: bit today. We've been very we've been really on these uh topics and we've been on them heavy. But my brother uh Hammer over there kind of reminded me of something. He said uh off air that uh he had just celebrated 30 years out of high school, which got me to thinking, okay, 30 years ago. What happened 30 years ago? Hmm on this date. Uh, June 14th, 30 years ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. The bad boy Detroit Pistons won their second of uh, uh, second of championship. Yeah, I'm bringing this one up because see, this was the year where uh, it was supposed to be the Jordan and the Bulls was supposed to go. Hammer, you remember this, but well, maybe not. You was a yeah. young, you no, I young remember it.
0: no, I was okay. 18, okay. bro. Okay,
2: so I, so, young. I look young
0: because I got yeah. no hair, but I, I, I'm, old. Okay. I'm old,
2: all right. But yeah. the thing is about it was uh, that team that they played in the finals was the Portland Trailblazers. Y'all remember the Trailblazers? They had players like Kevin yeah. Duckworth, they had players like Jerome Kersey, they had players like Terry Crawford, they had the great Clyde DeGlyde Drexler. This was supposed to be the team to unseat that Pistons team. I want to remind you that, that this was back to doing a two-three two format of, of the NBA, where they had the two games at home of the of the team. then three on the road, and then two more. Well, the first two games were split in Detroit, okay? Uh, Portland won the first one. Detroit won the second one. And Detroit had just come off of that grueling, grueling uh, series against the the Bulls, took seven games. And then um, the the, uh, Trailblazers said, Kevin Duckworth says, oh, we're not coming back to Detroit. We're not coming back to Detroit. We got three games in Portland. We're not coming back to Detroit. And they didn't. Because Detroit won all three games. And why today is so significant? Because we always hear about the Isaiah. Because if anybody watched Last Dance, you know about Isaiah, you know about Joe Dumas, you know about Bill Lambeer, but nobody knows about the microwave. Yes, the microwave. Little known player from who they got from Seattle named Benny Johnson. And what Benny Johnson did on that day, on this day, with 0, zero 07 left on the clock, all known as 007, he drains a shot from the corner, which puts the bad boys back on top of the the NBA uh, Valhalla. They were champions. And then after that came the last dance and the Bulls. But I just wanted to let you know that on this day, June 14, 1990, 30 years ago, 007 Vinnie Johnson won the NBA championship for the Detroit Piston Bad Boys. And that is to drop the mic for the night, a little bit of history to kind of let you go and wax nostalgic, okay? So y'all have a good night. Stay safe out there. Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> yes, uh-huh. yes, yes, yes.
3: Today is a good show that mic. See another place. They got a great uh, training staff. They were able to life back into shack. And you you can do that. People
2: talk a lot about it. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.